you know, I was so happy to to have this conversation with John Syme, a good friend of mine for 15 years or more, I believe. We met in 2007. And what struck me is John wanted to come back on the podcast after being on in 2019. He was my second episode. And I'm very proud because John, as a friend, has grown a lot. You know, he shared that in the episode and I've grown as well. And what I what struck me about the conversation with John is his vulnerability. Uh, John, you know, maybe he described it himself as he was guarded a little bit uh, when he was last on the episode. He was even guarded, I can say, around friends uh, at times. He's self-reflected and really gone through and, and developed more self-awareness and focused it internally on him. He he's really developed a sense of calling it how it is. And not shying away from that, his first six months at Shopify, which is a company many of us aspire, even at one point in my career, and even potentially now, I aspire to maybe someday work at a organization like a Shopify. I'm not sure if it's in the plans, but to me, Shopify is such an amazing company. But he says that the first six months were hard for him, and he didn't know if he was going to make it through. And I'm sure that was a bit of a lonely time for John is he didn't share that with with many of his friends, at least with me. Um, maybe he alluded to it, but I didn't really realize what he might have been going through. Um, he's developed this attitude of not being so concerned about what someone may think of him. And also the thing that strikes me the most is John's persistence and belief that he could find a job in, let's say, the tech space, in product marketing. I got to say, for the last seven years, I've known John's been looking for a job in product marketing or wondering what it would be like outside of the ad agency world. And although he was so great as an account manager and account director at an agency, he really wanted this opportunity. And people box you in and they they box John in. And the easy thing would have been for him to become an account director somewhere and stayed on that path. And he probably would have had a great career doing it. But he knew that he wanted to try something else and he kept the belief alive. And it also struck me that he said what drives him every day is the uncertainty because we all don't know what the next day is going to bring. So he embraces the uncertainty instead of shying away from it, which I think we all need in today's world because we live in a very uncertain place. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Much gratitude to John for coming back on and uh, hope you learned something. Hey, I'm Jordan Harding. I grew up watching my dad put on that suit and tie every morning and go out to successfully climb the corporate ladder. I thought I wanted to be him, but I was wrong. I needed to be me. To do that, I had conversations with incredible people to learn how they figured out this whole thing called life. I learned how they overcome adversity and pick themselves up when they've been knocked down. Now, I'm sharing those discussions with you so you can apply those same learnings to your life. Welcome to It's Not a Straight Line. Welcome to It's Not a Straight Line. I'm here with John Syme. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jordan. It's nice nice to chat with you. So, John, you're the first guest I have had back on the podcast, so I think you should feel rather privileged. (laughs) we recorded you were my second guest so you know honestly of course I was grateful for that you and my sister really got the kick started this whole thing with me and it was back in October of 2019 
Yeah, that seems a long time ago and a lot a lot has changed since then, including a pandemic. So John, you know, we we spoke a lot about your career last time you were on and I know the podcast it was very focused on careers and how they're not linear and you know, now it's it's evolved into more about life because life is a part of or careers are a part of life. So, you know, we're going to get into that subject, but why don't you just you know what what's changed since October 2019 for you John I at the time you were at I think an, an agency called FCB Yeah yeah it was at um FCB uh which is uh, an ad agency part of the Interpublic group of uh agencies so they're they're one of the large holding companies um along with Publicis an, another company that I work for that um kind of globally owns a lot of the ad agencies that produces a lot of the marketing and advertising uh, we see. Um, and I, I had been working there and was working there um, for close to close to two years at that point. Um, and I was working kind of in a, in a, a client service um, slash uh, kind of solution strategy role, uh, which is, was kind of a fancy way of um, describing like my job as, as taking these business problems that that clients would have and working with our uh, technology teams to, to figure out a like really unique way to execute them and solve them using uh, our technology platforms. And a lot of times um, that was through uh, through CRM at that company. They had a, a big focus on, on uh, customer relations management CRM. And then, you know, walk me forward right before the pandemic, like in terms of FCB, your career, and just life in general, what what happened for you? Uh, so starting starting before FCB? No, like no, no. Uh, let's jump right into it. FCB, right. like what happened there? How did it end? And obviously, yeah. we haven't even spoken about that. And I don't even think as a a close friend we spoke about it. But that must have been an incredibly challenging time. And now, obviously, it's turned into a positive. But your job situation and then a pandemic hits. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're dancing around the issue. Yeah, let's dance. Uh, yeah, no, we're so my 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 time at FCB ended more or less uh, because they asked asked me to leave, um, laid off or or we parted ways depending on how you want to take it. And it's such a weird thing because like, uh, yeah, it's like it's there's there's taboo of of talking about things, but sometimes things come to an end. And uh, for for me, it was probably like one of those things where it was uh, a blessing in disguise um obviously it it completely sucks to to have someone say like okay we we don't think your services are required anymore like that's a huge huge hit to the ego um but like looking back like i i wasn't super happy in that role i had i had been like reaching a point where i wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I wasn't really sure that I was good for like even advocating for myself within the context of that role for what I wanted to do. Um, you know, to their, to their credit, they were really patient with me in a lot of ways. And, but like things, things weren't the direction they were going in and the direction I were going in were not, um, you know, congruent. And um, yeah, I, I actually even remember like having a conversation with, with a lead there and like kind of talking through options about what to do. And like one of my options was like, you could lay me off. And I kind of threw that in as uh, in jest, um, maybe kind of like a serious, not serious thing. And then, and then three months later, they, they picked door number four. 
Um, so it was like it was a huge surprise, but at the same time, it wasn't a surprise. It's just like uh, I think I think everybody wants like agency and and control of their own destiny, and and so for someone else to kind of like make the decision, it was a just you know a just a bit weird and threw me for a loop. But at the same time, I I really shouldn't have been been shocked, and it was a good a good way to move on to something new um, and and force myself to do it. Because I think like one of the things I realized, particularly um, being on the agency side for so long was like, you can get really comfortable. Um, I think I was pretty good at my job. I was, I was in uh, account services. I was, I was really great at building relationships, really great at, at solving problems and working uh, with my teams and um, you know, making, making things happen and really thriving in that type of environment. But I don't think I was doing a whole lot of new things. And for me, I always like to feel like I'm learning something new or doing something different. And uh, it was just, it was just, yeah, it was, I was, I was there for close to not FC specifically, but working for agencies for close to eight years and really wanted to like feel uncomfortable um, and feel like I was doing something new and different and still learning and kind of prove to myself that I could, I could work in a different environment and st- still be good at what I wanted to do. I was kind of like, in a way, second guessing, like, am I good at marketing? Or I just like figured out how to make it work at um, ad agencies. And um, I kind of wanted to like answer that question for myself. So um, that had all been swirling in my head for probably all of 2019. And uh, this, this layoff, like forced me to answer that question. Like, to to be frank, I don't know how long I would have probably like, remained comfortable even though this like was swirling in my head like to take the leap and say like okay i'm actually gonna go now um i mean you can't you never really know for sure but i don't think it would have happened as rapidly were not for this you know being the catalyst can i ask you a question about just that conversation you had with your with your boss at the time what was the reason that you suggested hey here's an option you could just or lay me off, we could part ways. Was it because I know you, I'm sure you were pretty, pretty great at that job or good at that job. Was it something to do with your performance just vulnerably? Or was the company, and I don't know if you can speak publicly, were they having a problem? What was the impetus for you making that comment? It's not uncommon for people to to get laid off in that industry. Like, you know, you it's a client-based business. So when you you have clients and those clients are paying you, you, you hire and you staff. So, um, and then when you don't have clients or you lose a client, you know, you, you have a chunk of revenue that goes away and that often can affect your headcount. So, um, it's not, it's not an industry where it's uncommon to see people leave and go, you know, sometimes on their own accord and sometimes, um, not so much, just, it's just a business decision. So I think like part of that was really, um an acknowledgement of that culture like it's not uncommon for you know if if things aren't working out or if there's no business need for you to be here then uh decide to to mutually kind of part ways and have whatever agreement in place to kind of support that and um for me like that's again it was like option number four but like it was kind of built around that is like i could see the things I was doing and the value I had was not necessarily what they needed at that time. The things they were doing, the type of work they were doing, the strategic direction of the agency, it 
evolved over the two years I had been there. So like I, I could see that like there the things I could offer were not super valuable. And rather than being like a lame duck, part of it was I think just, you know, trying trying to maybe take take the control there. But um yeah, there was there was probably a three month, two or three month gap between um, you know, when I when I made that comment or had that conversation to to when it actually happened. Um and yeah, that's the, the best way is I think it's like um, one thing I'll give myself credit for is like being self-aware enough to kind of see, am I really needed here? <laughs> like, is this, is this good for me? Is this good for them? Um, and, and uh, rather than trying to to force it, like I was, I was okay. Um, kind of saying like, this is, you know, no, no hard feelings like on, on either side. So I, I respect that, that you have that self-awareness. And I think you have throughout a lot of your career, I'm sure it developed uh, for people listening that, you know, maybe in their twenties or early thirties, is that something you suggest people work on? Is that something you wish John didn't know about himself? Or do you like that? You kind of know when it, even you might be not adding values as much confidence as you may have in your own ability. Like, do you like that about yourself? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, but like, I don't know. It's always been like, uh, I've always been as like mature about it. I, I do really think like, particularly in the last three years, I've been better myself about like being present and kind of perceptive and um, more in tune with some of the things going on around me. Um, I think like I've always had that skill and probably why I was a pretty good uh, account person at noticing it about others and about subjects that are not me. So like third parties, but when it came to like understanding myself and the context for where I fit into things and what's like going on with what uh, involves me, John, that, that I don't think I was very good at like being present for myself versus like for, for those around me and being helpful for those around me. So I think that's like the distinction is like around that time. And, and, you know, increasingly since it's just being better at like understanding what's going on for me? Where do I fit in? And like, you know, me, 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 but I don't, I don't mean that in a selfish way. It's like, oftentimes, like, uh, particularly, again, going, you know, in that type of world, you're, you're always like working um, to, to service clients and um, take care of other people around you do really well on your accounts. And like, you're, you're rewarded for um, that type of work of like making making others happy and being being present to make sure they're set up for success and that's like that's great and I was very good at that um, but then you can kind of forget about yourself and how you fit into the bigger picture and I think that's like there's got to be a balance there um, and I didn't have that balance well I, I started to get it but <laughs> <laughs> John, is there anything else you want to touch on from, say, the first 10 years of your career? I think that you were maybe let go once uh, during that time where it was actually not your decision. Maybe it was twice. I'm not sure. But it might have been earlier in your career when that happened at Five Fab Find. But is there anything you want to touch on about that or your agency career? So the only other time I was I was asked to depart was actually for a startup. So I worked for my first job in, in Toronto was for um, a startup called FabFind, and uh, they were part of the the daily deal space. So, you know, Groupon, Living Social um, here in Toronto, there was Wagjag. There was no shortage of daily deal websites. So we were we were one of the many 
products or websites in, in that space. And it was pretty competitive. And we, um, we eventually got acquired by uh, one of our largest competitors in Canada called um, Team Buy. And uh, when we got acquired by Team Buy, I was one of two employees that went from FabFind to Team Buy. Um, the other employee uh, left after a few months and I stayed. Um, and that was a circumstance where, again, like I could tell my I had shelf life there. Like I was the lone employee left. My biggest value was helping them like migrate all the marketing program over to Team Buy, integrate our customer database and customer experience into theirs. And I could kind of see like once once that project was done, there wasn't really a lot of need for me. So that was a little bit different. Like I saw this coming uh, a mile away and um, started looking for for jobs and things. So by the time they did kind of call me into the boardroom and um, you know, say that my services were no longer required. I, I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, sure. And, but like at that time too, like I had a, was pretty confident I was going to go into a new job. I saw this coming. So like, it was pretty, it was pretty different. Those two experiences compared that to, to FCB, like one, um, one, even though like FCB shouldn't have been a shock, it still felt like a shock. Uh, whereas, whereas FabFind and Team Buy uh, was something um, I wasn't, totally shocked by and was happy to, to move on and, and do something new. Um, and like, uh, in, in both, in both experiences, to be, to be honest, like I've made like tame contact with a lot of folks that I worked with. Um, I don't like harbor any like hard feelings or anything like that. Like the CEO of, or president of team buy has moved on and started a new company and still, still chat with him regularly. And I've crossed paths with some of my old colleagues, um, even in my current job at Shopify, there's some some folks I used to work with uh, from from those days back in 2011, 12. Um, so it's a small world, and uh, and yeah, it was it was. Um, um, I mean, the general things to say too is like you know the feeling in the moment is not necessarily the feeling ten years later. Like when you look at things mm -hmm. with hindsight and different perspectives and new experience, like it's amazing how like you know a single day of emotion can feel so different. You know after that so true and and you are incredible at keeping relationships and many of the people back from your you know different jobs you ended up doing some freelance work for or consulting work for so do you and i know even we went on exchange together and i find that you keep in touch you know very well with people is there is that something you've always worked on just this is a sidebar but it's an interesting point for people listening you know, I find you're very good with relationships. Is that something you had to work on or were you naturally good at keeping in contact with people? I th I don't think I've ever worked on it. It comes very naturally. I, I, I'm more like extroverted. I, I like meeting people. I like talking to people. I like having relationships, <laughs> like, you know, fr friendships, uh, yeah. not necessarily romantic ones, but I like feeling connected. And I think like that's mm. actually you know, one of the things that like does come naturally. And if anything, one of the things I need to work on is like the ability to not feel connected some sometimes like to, to be okay to, you know, do something for myself or be alone. Like sometimes I could find that really uh, uncomfortable. So I would say, uh, yeah, staying connected and, and being social and engaging with people uh, is not, not really a muscle. I deliberately 
work on. It's it's the inverse. Um, and I think that's probably like had a, a bearing on on some of my jobs. Like again, being being in marketing in general, um, but in particular being on on anything um like like working for agencies or consulting or freelancing, like um there's the work, but there's also like the social aspect and the connections that go um around it that like in a lot of ways, like that's what enables the work. Like you have to do business development, you have to, you know, win business, you have to engage with countless teams and stakeholders and you know, both like to help you do the work, but also um on on the um on the client side as well. So the ability to navigate all that I think is is really important. And that that part comes really easy to me. So you mentioned connection, right? FCB uh goes to the wayside for for you as a, as an employee and we hit this period of time like a global pandemic hits right we all know what that was all about and that was a period where we weren't as connected with with people other than maybe our spouse and close families uh yeah, of course though john set up great trivia nights to to keep connected and keep community with our friends which i i truly appreciate but John, that was when you went through a period, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but let's call it a year where you were searching for what's next, and it might have been longer than a year. But what came next, and how do you describe that period of exploration before you joined Shopify, which at one time was <laughs> became Canada's most valuable company in terms of market value and is still still an incredibly large company in terms of market value but what was it like during the pandemic like searching for what was next it was a weird series of events like cuz after after leaving fcb um i had an idea of what i wanted to do it like generally i knew i didn't want to go to another agency i wanted to still be a marketer but i wanted to do it in house somewhere i wanted to work for a product um something that i i believed in and had an interest in. And I think that was like one of the big things I wanted to try and do is, is being on the agency side, you get exposed to so many different industries and so many different clients and so many projects, but you never really stay consistently on them. You're, you're, you're you know, hired to work on the client you have for the project and the scope you have to do. And so sometimes like as much as that gives so much variety and breadth, you never really see something beginning to end because that's not necessarily the scope of your engagement. And I wanted to really have a chance to to be involved involved with something consistently, but also for more of the roadmap and really have more more say in that roadmap. So from a high level, that's what I was looking to achieve. And and also I wanted to kind of prove to myself that like I could do it. So this is an important key point because you were transitioning from being at agencies for a long time. I know that early in your career, you know, team buy and fab fine wasn't necessarily that. But did you hear from recruiters or people around you that John, maybe you should just stick with agency side? Yeah, I, I did. One of the the, the president of uh, Publicist uh, Canada at the time, who eventually moved over to FCB as well. It's a, it's a very small world. Everybody, everybody moves around. Um, so don't burn any bridges. Um, but, uh, we had breakfast once and I don't know if he remembers this. It was, his name's Brian Kane. Um, really great guy and has been very kind to me over my career. Um, but we had breakfast once and, um, he said like, cause I was, I was even, 
even when I was like working in agencies, I, I was kind of restless and like not like thinking about what else I wanted to do. And um, he he did say to me, he's like, you're you're really good at this. Why why don't you just do it? And like, um, I was really determined. I was like, no, you know, I want to I want to try something different. And this was like long before long before like 2019, before we talked, but like, it was just a, a conversation. Um, I'm always, I, I often think about this, like how many conversations have people had with me or I with them where like, it probably meant nothing to that person, but for me, it was pretty, pretty meaningful. Um, and I think that was like, I don't know if he would remember this conversation. Um, but for me, I was like, that really like, was like, oh, maybe I am like chasing the wrong thing here. And I should just embrace what like, I'm I'm good at and just do it. And that was like a serious question I asked and like, whether I'm stubborn or did the wrong thing, I don't know. But like the decision I came to was like, no, I'm going to, I, I want to do this and the do this in this context is, you know, change, change jobs a little bit. But that, that theme came up over and over again. Like I would, I would talk to recruiters. I would, you know, have interviews or, you know, informational interviews and network. And, um, you know, everything from like, you're not going to seriously be considered, like you don't have experience doing the types of things you're being, you're, you're looking to do, or people just like politely suggesting like, sure, yeah, we can, you know, maybe let's keep an eye on some of those roles, but also they're hiring for like, you know, account director somewhere. Don't you just want to do that? <laughs> and like, it felt like the easy path. And it was almost kind of like, sometimes it felt like a test where it was like the easy thing would be to go do the same role I've been doing for the last, you know, eight, eight years, just at a new, new agency. I guess like I set myself up and set the expectation for myself that like, this was not going to be easy. And I was willing to like do it. And I just like, I, I said in my mind, I had a, had a goal and I wanted to want to do that goal. But like, I don't, I don't want to present that as like, I was very sure of myself and like, it was super easy. Cause like every single day I was like, is this the right thing to be doing? Like, and one of the other things I often kept thinking is like, so many people are telling me something like, am I wrong? <laughs> like if everybody is telling me the sky is blue and I'm like, no, it's green. Like at what point do I go? Like, maybe I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> so I was very much wondering if, if I was the one walking around saying the sky was green and everybody was polite and patient and helpful and, and being like, John, it's, it's actually blue. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I mean, like, maybe it's still is that, I don't know. I don't know, Jordan. Um, but I, I would say, how, how long was it, John? How long was it where, and you were able, were you fortunate and privileged enough to grab some freelance contracts, but how, how long was this journey for you of finding yes. your way to Shopify? Well, well, yeah. So, so, um, I, le I left, um, FCB in uh, January of 2020, um, was pretty confident that I would be able to uh, join um, a company that uh, had had a tourism um, product, a technology product that they built and um, had a lot of really great conversations with them. Um, it wasn't a sure thing, but felt felt good about it. Um, and then uh, the pandemic happened. And so like that went out the door and that was kind of like a, a you know, it's like someone threw a, you know, a log in front of me when I was trying to run a race. Um, so that was like certainly a stumble and that kind of caused me to go back to the drawing board. Um, 
but yeah and then also like figure that out during like these were early days of the pandemic everybody thought it'd be a couple of weeks like tiger king was everybody was binging that um like it was almost like novelty pandemic days at the, that time and then you know one week turned into two and then to six and then here we are for like months later so um probably like after the first month i was like i i got to do something a lot of businesses were just like taking a pause and not really sure how to react so like things had slowed down um and uh yeah so i i kind of went into self preservation mode and um started trying to pick up freelance contracts which um i was lucky to be able to get and um i was kind of working as a marketer marketer for hire um and did that for essentially all of all of 2020 and um, worked with some previous colleagues I had worked with before that that had you know been freelancing for a while so I was able to work with them and um uh, uh, I think the biggest thing for me during that point because like I, I made it work and um had a lot of fun doing it and so the question I had to ask was like should I just do this like should I make a company should I make my own agency should I do this and like I really waffled back and forth with that for a long time. Cause at the same time, I still was applying for roles specifically in product marketing that I wanted to do. I really wanted to work in FinTech. I've always enjoyed um, that, that space. So I had like one foot in like the entrepreneurial world and another foot in like, I want to be a product marketer at a tech company world. And um, I think if you talk to my wife, she'd probably say I wasn't doing both very well like mm. i you know she she often would say to me like pick one like just go all mm. in on one and i think like i i was hedging my bets like i was um i was i was kind of i was doing both uh to the point that i needed to but like yeah i mean she's probably right i wasn't like really focused on one or the other um and uh so there was a point towards the end of 2020 where like i did decide i was like I, I still have like a lot to learn. Like I can, and this was my thought process at the time. I can be an entrepreneur anytime. Um, but like, hmm. I, I want to like get into a new organization, learn from them and um, try and flex this other side of like my marketing muscle. Like, again, going back to like, I, I wanted to prove that I could do it, but I also wanted to like um, absorb that knowledge when I think like it would still be useful for me. I'm, I'm 36. So I, you know, I hope, I hope I have a lot of career left and I wanted to be able to use that experience for the, you know, the, the other part of my career. Um, so yeah. And at that time I, I had started, um, interviewing with Shopify. It was, it was a long process, but, um, I closed 2020, at least starting to have had discussions with Shopify, but like you asked a question earlier about like, you know, would, would I get pushback just on my experience? And, and yeah, like I, it was frustrating. Like I, I, I had lots of interviews um, with different organizations, um, usually for product marketing type roles. And that was usually like, you know, if I, if I did get through multiple rounds, um, like that was usually the thing that was the, the reason for the no, which was like, you know, looking at your resume, like you just haven't done this exact role before. And we're more comfortable hiring this person who has, and, uh, you know, you can, you can talk about how, um, you know, much experience is transferable or, um, 
it's not the exact same, but here's like the things that I've done that, you know, match up and like, whether or not that's true or not true, like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, if somebody's saying no to you, like they didn't think that. And that's really all that matters in that, in that scenario. So, um, yeah, like, I think like you hear that over and over again and going back to that conversation I mentioned that I had with Brian Kane, like that, those conversations come up to you. Like you're like, you know, maybe, maybe I've made a huge mistake. If you're an arrested mm-hmm. development fan, that's a running joke throughout the series. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Um, Will Arnett's character says that a lot. And that, that was like, that, I mean, that was on my mind for all of 2020 was I've made a huge mistake. And at what point, like, do you, do you like, you know, kind of backtrack or do you just like charge forward? And um, I mean, I decided to charge forward, but it could have easily not turned out great. Yeah. And you said so many important things there, especially about you wholeheartedly believed in yourself. I also think it's interesting you know, your, your wife, um, making the comments she did. And and probably there was a lot of truth to that, but also I can somewhat relate in the fact that you're getting freelancing work to try and sustain your, your income and your, what you're bringing to your family dynamic while you're trying to maybe look for this next step. But, uh, I have a few thoughts here and I want to get some, some discussion going on a few things. So I might jump around with some questions. So just bear with me here, John. Uh, I'm ready. Lightning the round. first one was, I think uh, people in the burning question would be, you know, in, in two minutes, how do you describe what you do at Shopify? And what do you do? I'm sure people are interested. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I am at Shopify now. Um, really, really having a lot of fun being there. Um, I'm, I'm a senior product marketer on Shopify Capital. So Shopify Capital um, is one of the many products that Shopify has beyond their core e-commerce platform. Um, and, and Shopify Capital essentially takes the data we have on, on merchants um, in the US, Canada, UK, uh, and now Australia. And we use that to um, power underwriting algorithms that we have in the background and, and um, offer, offer merchants funding um, to, to fund their Shopify businesses. And so... Um, this product uh, is a really accessible way for for merchants to get get funding to grow their business. And essentially, what I do is I I, I try and find ways to market and position that product for our merchants in the different countries we operate in, and um, and let them know that it's available, but encourage them to to uh, adopt it as a source of funding if they're looking to grow their business. So. Um, it's a, it's a really fun thing to work on. Um, it is in the, the FinTech space, obviously, which is what I wanted to do, but it's also like really cool. Cause, uh, it's a product that like, you actually see the difference that it can make in, in kind of real time. Like we've got lots of stories of merchants who have taken funding and, um, traditional banks have said no to them, or they weren't able to, um, they didn't have enough business history to, to go to different lenders. Um, whereas with Shopify capital, they were able to to get funding for, for their business and grow with it and come back and, and, and take more. So it's a bit of a, I just did, did a bit of a sales pitch for you there if anybody's listening, but that's kind of like what I do is to try and try and take those stories, um, take the things that make the product special and unique and, and communicate that through, um, through marketing with a whole other team of marketers too at, 
at Shopify. It's not not just me. That's great. And I, I think people listening are going so much appreciate like how you were just driven to want to do something different. And you were told no a lot. Uh, and I remember some of those times as a friend of yours that you made it to final rounds and then people saying, you know what, you just don't have the experience. We're going to go with someone else who does. And that must have been super frustrating, but I appreciate that you continue to push through. Um, I appreciate that too. <laughs> I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it worked out. I'm sure your uh, your partner would have said, see, John, I was right. You should have just focused in on... Anyways, I'll, I digress. John, you said you are somewhat, you consider yourself an extroverted person. Um, When we were going to have this conversation and you approached me vulnerably to say, hey, I'd love to maybe come back on. And we had this great discussion. Um, You know, can you speak about a little bit of how you may have, how you think you may have changed over two years in... um, maybe become giving yourself, you said more like me, how I focus the self-awareness on who I am. And then maybe that flows into how the first six months of Shopify went. And if you're willing to speak about any of that. Yeah. Um, I think the big thing is like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not shy. I'm extroverted. I can speak in front of a crowd of hundreds of people. No trouble. What scares me the most is talking about myself. Like I don't, I don't really like that. Um, First, last like two years has been pretty humbling and turbulent, and uh, it's been you know it's been good and bad for for a few different reasons. But like one of the things is it's like forced me to reflect. It's forced me to kind of like confront things that like I I probably should have confronted um, earlier. And like one of those is that muscle I was talking about. Like I don't really need to work the connection muscle, but I do need to work the communication and and self-awareness and you know the ability to be present muscle and and part of that was kind of like reflecting and I was actually I don't know how I started thinking about it but I was thinking about that conversation we had then um in 2019 in October and I was thinking about the questions you're asking me and to be to be honest I haven't listened to that episode like that's I Hmm. but I do remember how I was answering the questions but like yeah I, I just not I listened to your other episodes, but I didn't listen to the one with me on it. Um, and I was just like, I, sh- I should have answered that way differently. Like you were asking some very fair and honest questions. And I, and I think I was, I was being very guarded and protective of, of myself, um, whether it was to like present a certain image or perception. And I, I don't, I don't know. We can unpack that some other time. Um, but like, I just was like, that's I want to I want to do over I want to I want to mulligan and um, so that's where this came from was like I think like a lot of a lot has changed since then regardless that you know people hopefully find interesting uh, but a lot of it was for me I just I wanted another kick at the can to try and try and do it in a different way uh, and and probably more more to the spirit of what your podcast is even about so I, I joined Shopify in April 2021 yeah so so over a year after I was like kind of freelancing and, and figuring that out. So um, it was, it was a bit of a road to get there. And uh, yeah, the first, I mean, Shopify is particularly at that time too, like, you know, the pandemic and lockdowns were still a thing. Um, So it was busy and, and, and growing. And um, 
lots uh lots was going on and on top of that like it's just the general experience of onboarding and meeting new folks and shopify is 100 remote so i was doing this all remotely um and um if i were to switch to another agency like there's some things that are true they're generally all structured the same they operate their business the same way like even though like it's a new company like you've generally know how things are done you know you know, there's going to be timesheets, you know, if you meet with a client, you fill out a contact report, you know, what an account supervisor does versus account director versus a strategist versus a project manager versus, you know, creative team, like there's just, you know, there's rules. Um, and then going to Shopify, all of that was gone. I like I had, like, you know, I mentioned my experience with FabFind, but that was like, you know, at that point, you know, qu quite some time ago, um, it was like 12, 12 years ago. So like I was a fish out of water and um, going back to the a, a huge mistake, like my first like two months there, I was like, oh boy, like what, what did I sign up for? And like, it was just such a, a different and uncomfortable experience. And like, thankfully I had a lot of great people around me, my, my leads included, um, who were all very supportive. And I think like, just had a lot of empathy for like, a, what it's like to onboard at a really fast-moving company like Shopify, but B, just like knowing, uh, for me personally, like what it's like to kind of you know transition to a to a fairly different um, role. Um, but yeah, like I mean, like just stress, anxiety, imposter syndrome, like you name it, like that that whole first year or not, well, it's maybe some degree the first year, definitely the first like five months were. Um, like just trying to make sense of the chaos, like even second guess whether like I should be there. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was some like highs and lows over the first half of that year. I think like it takes a long time to get um, comfortable somewhere, particularly at a place like like Shopify. But I did eventually like cross a milestone where I was like, okay, I think I understand what's going on now. And you start to gain confidence and other people start to like get hired. And then you find yourself onboarding them and training them and that's like mm. a, a point where like i was like oh, okay like i think i get it now but like there was some yeah some like sleepless nights where i was just like i don't i don't know that i am good at this um and i think like for me the best way i would describe it was almost like like it's all marketers like i still was doing marketing but like the way to get from point a to b was sometimes really different than what i was used to and um even if you like end up in the same destination, like the processes, the vocabulary, the approach, um, the emphasis on like certain uh, aspects around like the business were all really new to me because like they just weren't necessarily a thing on the agency side. And the agency side, like it's not that like one's better or or different or, or sorry, one better or worse, but like they're just different, different, different businesses, different ways of making money. Um, and so it was kind of like just getting used to doing a whole new flavor of the thing that I've already been doing for, for most of my career. And one of the things I had to do was just like remind myself why I did this. So it was like, John, yeah, yeah. you want it to be uncomfortable. You want it to feel like you were learning. You want it to, to like be in a spot where like other people had to like teach you things. And like, when I reminded myself that I was like, okay, well, I, I definitely did that. I, I'm, I'm here and I'm super uncomfortable and I have no idea what's going on. And I think I made a mistake, but, but I'm going to figure it out. And uh, I, I mean, yeah, like I still feel uncomfortable a, a lot of days. And I think that's 
that's probably really good and healthy. Um, but um, yeah, it's a remarkable, uh, remarkable difference from um, now approaching um, almost two years at, at Shopify um, compared to like month six. I mean, I'm sure if you spoke to my lead or some of my colleagues, they might've been like, John, John seemed a little iffy. Um, <laughs> or, or maybe not. Maybe I put up a good, good show. I don't know. Did uh did people in the first six months really help you learn the vernacular, what was going on in the organization, how you could be successful there? Or do you think do you think you just in the work world today, we can speak generally, you really have to try and figure a lot of that out yourself? Um, yeah, no, everybody was really helpful. I think like in any company that um just is is quick, fast moving, I think like you can't you can't exist in a place like that without having some degree of empathy for like what it's like to other people to, to onboard on like, or, or even transfer teams. Like there's just so much to learn. Sometimes like you can move so fast that like some of the things that you might be documented, documented somewhere else just aren't. So you have to take the time, but like, it's just the acknowledgement too, of like, I think it's, it's good. Like everybody's gone through that. Everybody knows what it's like. So when they speak to someone who's on day one or month six, like they can speak to them, you know, with that context and that empathy. And, you know, in, in many cases directly remember what it felt like for them um, to go through that. So um, yeah, I think like it's, it's a, it's a great culture for, for that reason. Like there is a lot of um, just understanding of like what it's like to be in, in that person's shoes and, that transfers into a lot of the, uh, the decisions made for the product as well. And how we, like how yeah. I, I've always approached marketing is trying to put myself in the shoes of the other person as much as possible. So I think, um, to some degree like that, that permeates through both internal and external. John, I wanted to speak a little bit about your brother, Ian, and get your perspective on something. Ian is, uh, your youngest brother. You're, you are one of three siblings and Ian is also a close friend of mine. We lived together for four years. Uh, Ian's been public about his cancer journey, which started in 2011. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it's Hopkins lymphoma. Uh, and Ian's Ian's had to deal with this throughout over 10 years. And of course, your family and his friends have been along along for the journey. And uh, I hope Ian would would think that we've all been been supportive in there for him. How is that? kind of journey as a, as an older brother, uh, made a mark on, on your, your life or the perception you have on things and kind of the, the menial things that will happen throughout, throughout a day. I don't think it's really healthy always to say like, it could always be worse. I, I think generally I don't like that, but I do think it has like helped give me context for like when I watched him go through treatment and saw the interruptions he's had in his own life career social life like you know being out for bouts of treatment or having having periods where he'd have to recover and like that all interrupts momentum and so like as like other people are progressing in the career or um you know other aspects of their life like you you've got to put all that on pause for a bit so what's been inspiring to me and like what i have watched is just his ability to not get tripped up over that and i'm like i know behind the scenes it's probably been hard and there's been days where he's probably 
I mean, I, I can't speak for him, but like, I can only imagine like, you know, feeling incredibly low and dejected and depressed, but at the same time, like whatever he found for himself to keep going, like he's continued um, in his career, he's continued to kind of like find ways to force momentum. Um, so like when, when he's given the all clear to do so, like right back into whether it's work or personal life travel um and like i think others and understandably so might have like taken these interruptions and just you know took their foot off the gas but like he he never did um so why i say it's like not great to like always say oh it could be worse is like you know to everybody like whatever they're dealing with is that is hard for them so like to to try and just be like oh well it could be worse like i don't think that's the best way to um solve for feeling feeling that way but in in this context like i do uh look at him and that that has been inspiring me like okay well he's he's figured out a way to like create that momentum maintain it keep his foot on the gas take care of himself like what can i learn from that if i'm ever like feeling something similar like obviously very different scenario like i'm i'm lucky i haven't had to a health issue like that but i've certainly had had moments where like i've felt the momentum has been interrupted and you know have taken my foot off the gas so um you know it's 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 kind of a good reminder to be like you don't have to you can you can put your foot back on the gas it's a great answer it really is and yeah i've appreciated how how much ian has kept his momentum going and i think that's a lesson for us all so let's get to these three questions, John. I'm just looking for, you know, a quick phrase or two. What gets you up uh, each morning and keeps pushing you moving forward? And maybe even you can think back to those times during the pandemic where you were wondering, is this the right decision I'm making to go in this direction? Like what keeps you moving forward every morning? The unknown. <laughs> like I know you never know what's going to happen in a day. And I think like particularly during the pandemic, particularly when I was like trying to figure out the next thing, like you know, I didn't know if I was going to get an email. Like every, every day there's a moment where you're like, expect like something could happen that could be great or not so great. And like during those days, it was like waiting for an email from someone to like confirm an interview or waiting for a client to approve a budget for a project I've been hoping would go through. Or, you know, there was little wins of like, you know, when, when they would change COVID restrictions, it's like, oh, we can go outside now and have, you know, meals on a patio like i think there's always like something to celebrate and you just don't know what it's going to be until the day starts and goes and like you don't know that until you start your day so um i don't know it's kind of cheesy and hokey but no, like, that's, cool. that's I, cool i i i wake up knowing i don't know what's going to go on today um <laughs> and that's that makes me want to get up also my alarm clock gets me to go up i love it what advice would you give your mid to late 20 self <laughs> be be present. Be present. Wow. Okay. I love that. And is there anything from your um, 20s or your early 30s that you not necessarily regret, or maybe you do, that you definitely learned from? 20s to early 30s? Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot, but is there anything that stands out where you're like, oh, I didn't handle that as well, or oh, I've really learned from that, that thing that happened or that thing I did? There's not a specific circumstance, but I think just generally, um, I, I was very quick to react to things. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think like I may, I probably like, particularly in professional um, circumstances, maybe like didn't approach problem or conflict or um, choose my words in ways that like uh, I would do now. And I think a lot of that just like versus like going back to being present and self-aware, you know, I wasn't necessarily aware of like how I was feeling or what I was even saying in the moment. And like, I think I would, yeah, rather go back and like, just understand like, okay, like digest the information, think about it, speak, choose like the next steps um, rather than just like operating on pure, um, pure, oh, I'm, I'm angry right now. And I'm going to, say these things um and it's not enough that i was like flipping tables or yelling at people but i just you know you weren't i don't think i was being as as productive and um and um particularly when you're in in like marketing like a lot of the things are subjective and there's lots of opinions so um i think i would have done a better job kind of putting putting the the break uh and processing what i'm thinking and what i'm feeling before getting to the next stage of communicating back it's a great answer, and I would love to hear your uh, your spouse's uh, thoughts on that <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, Sarah, if you're listening, shout out to you. Uh, John, you know, really appreciate you coming back on. It's not a straight line and being vulnerable and just saying to me, hey, I want a mulligan. I mean, I think your first episode, your second all-time, my second all-time episode was pretty great and if you hit it into the rough on that one i think this one was straight down the fairway so <laughs> so thank you john thank you yeah thanks for having me back hopefully we'll, let's do this again in uh five years i love it what did you take away from our chat today i'd love to know let me know on instagram at it's not a straight line or connect with me on linkedin if this episode was helpful would you mind leaving me a review on whatever podcast app you use i'd really appreciate it you can always go back to previous episodes to hear more insightful conversations to help you build your own unique life. Thanks for listening to It's Not a Straight Line. Until next time.